Yeah, yeah. This is a way of life. <laughs> Again, thank you for inviting us to come. We are excited to be here. We have been um, associated and friends and close with Dude and Bonnie for many years, but especially since uh, I took this position over five years ago. So we've walked with you through the best of times and the worst of times, I guess, that you can say. Um, we, we love you, and we appreciate your ministry, and we thank you for your faithfulness. Um, and you're in a time of transition, which uh, I have to say, congratulations to this congregation, because a lot of churches don't transition well. They struggle, especially when they've had leaders for as long as they've been, uh, Dude and Bonnie have been here. <clears throat> Transitions can be hard. They can be difficult to manage. Um, and because of that, I chose a passage I want to read for you and read with you today in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, where the Apostle Paul is talking to the church about our roles and how we function together as the body of Christ. Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual, but as worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere men? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere men? What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose, and each will be rewarded according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how they build. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Uh, over 18 years ago, there was a foundation laid for Faith Christian Fellowship. And Dude was a part of that. He was a part of coming up, and he had a mentor. Brother Jack White was the pastor here who really founded things and got things started and laid that foundation upon the Savior, Jesus Christ. And Dude kind of just naturally stepped into the role when Pastor Jack said, I'm out of here. And he was. He was out of here. He, he walked away. I remember the first time I ever met Dude at a minister's meeting here in Southwest Ohio. He came walking in, kind of off to the right and a little behind Pastor Jack, and he had these huge sunglasses on. There was those big wraparound sunglasses, you know. Of course, I never knew, I didn't know at the time that he had, you know, he had eye issues and all kinds of stuff, but he just looked, he just made this impression on me when he walked in. I thought, who is that guy? <laughs> and I came to know that he was a, a guy that you could trust, a guy that you can depend on, a guy that is all in for the Lord Jesus Christ. Transitions are not easy. And the Apostle Paul talks to the church at Corinth because they were struggling. I am happy to say and proud to say that this church has gone through your struggle over the last few years, but you have come out shining. I am happy to say that you guys are not in jealous quarrels and worried about who's who around here. And, and, and I love your slogan where everybody is somebody. 
And each of us needs to step into the roles that we have been given here in this church as we move forward in the next chapter of the life of Faith Christian Fellowship in this community. But please remember that the church is not based on us. It's not based on personalities. It's not based on our abilities. It's not based on our good looks. It's not based on whether people like us. It's based on Jesus Christ. He is the foundation. He's the chief cornerstone. He's the one that holds it all together. And he's the one that holds us together. And as we build on that foundation of Jesus Christ alone, each one of us has a role to play. It's not based on who we are. Although God uses our personalities, he's used a couple of personalities. Some of them have some bad jokes. It's okay. You know? Um, you will never forget those. And that's the way it's meant to be. You have been following people who have a personality of love and care and concern and compassion. People who are willing to give up themselves in order for you to succeed in the kingdom of God. But we will not build an effective ministry or an enduring legacy we will not be people who honor God, and this church will not stand upon the personalities of the people that are in this room. But it will stand on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And this community needs you here. This community needs a congregation here in this place that loves the Lord all in. And loves people because God loves people. I think about the 18 years that Dude and Bonnie have been here, and Steve said it so well when he talked about mopping floors and dusting shelves and shoveling snow. You've been willing to do whatever it takes. And when you have a whatever-it-takes mentality, my friends, the sky's the limit. When you have a whatever-it-takes mentality, people will feel the love of Christ. When you have a whatever-it-takes mentality and a humble spirit that says, if it needs to be done, I'll do it. I'm willing. I'm available. I'm open. I'm here. People need that today. In our world especially today, in our community today, people are afraid to ask for help. They're afraid that somebody will reject them. They're afraid to admit that they're weak. They're afraid to, un to understand that they can't do it on their own. They need someone who can come alongside them that says, whatever it takes. Amen. Whatever it takes. Amen. You've been willing to do that for 18 years. You've been doing what the Apostle Paul talked about. Some of us plant seeds. Some of us water the seeds. But God makes it grow. Amen. 18 years you've been planting seeds. And you're still planting seeds. And we don't expect you to stop anytime soon. You're planting those seeds. What are those seeds? Well, first of all, the seed, the main seed we're planting is the gospel. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. It's the fact that we have a Savior who loves us enough to die on the cross for us. To put his life on the line. To spill his blood. To give himself. And yet to rise from a grave. To be alive today so that you and I can have eternal life. If that seed has not been planted in your heart, today's the day. Today's the day. Let it be planted there. Let the Holy Spirit minister to your heart and your need. Let him call your name. Let him 
touch you in a personal way so that you allow that seed to begin to grow within you. But the seed is also represented by lots of prayer. <laughs> hours and hours of prayer, Sister Bonnie. It's represented by kindness, single acts of kindness, caring, concern, compassion. It is represented, seed planting happens every time we proclaim the word of God. Amen. Seed planting takes place as we live out the daily example to be among other people in a humble and careful way. To represent Jesus Christ personally and to allow people to see Jesus through us. I'm excited for this congregation. I believe you have weathered some tough times. You've gone through COVID together. And that was shortly after Pastor Dude said, I want to retire. I want to back out a little. We need to find a new leader. And I know the struggle that you've gone through in attempting to find that new leader. And I thank you for that. I'm thankful, I'm thankful that you have been faithful to go through that struggle. I'm thankful that you were pursuing avenues and asking questions and seeking what God would do for you next. And I am so happy that you weathered the storms to get here today. I am so happy that you were willing to hang in there when it didn't look good, when answers weren't coming, when it was discouraging. I know there were times you had meetings, you sat around the table and said, what are we going to do? Wait for God. Amen. God's timing is always perfect, even when he looks like he's running late. God's timing is always perfect, even when it seems like he doesn't really care. God's timing is always perfect, even when we start going down a wrong road and he has to grab us with that shepherd's hook and pull us back on the right road. But he's done all of that for all of us, not just as a congregation, but individually as families and persons as well. God is willing to do that with us. He is willing to move with us. But I, I also want to remind you that Paul says in this passage that you, we have to be careful because Pastor Scott and Rhonda have stepped into this role, and Pastor Scott is not Pastor Dude. And that's okay. Actually, it's really good. I, I don't know if the jokes are going to improve. I, I just can't promise you that. I don't really know. I don't have a prophetic gift. But I can tell you that you've already started to see some changes, and I believe they've been good changes, but there will be changes. So be careful that you are not tempted to fall backwards into comparisons. Don't compare one with another. That's what the Apostle Paul is telling us here. It's not about our personalities. It's not about our abilities to match up to what we're used to. And please don't hold Pastor Scott back because you've known things with Pastor Dude and you're not sure if the next thing is what you want to try. This can be a laboratory for experimentation. This can be a place where we try new things because the opportunities are here. Dude has taught you that. Take it as an opportunity. What happens if we try something and it doesn't work? We try something else. Right? We don't get all bent out of shape about it. We just move forward. Piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> Sorry, that's just my personal preference. 
Oh, my goodness. As we think about the future, I am so excited about what God is going to be doing here. I am even more excited because you guys are going to hang out here. Because I believe you're going to be the kind of support that Scott and Rhonda need. I believe that you are, are going to help people really blossom and flourish. Now listen, Pastor Dude and Sister Bonnie have been planting seeds for years. But they've had people come alongside to help water those seeds. They've had people come along to fill roles. Pastor Scott's going to need the same thing. And you might have to change a role because the vision moves. You might have to flip to a different place. You might have to stop mopping and start sweeping. You might have to stop dusting and start shoveling. I don't know. What is God going to do? He's going to do great things if you are willing to accept and move and be the people that God wants you to be. I believe that God has been working some great things over the last few years here. And I believe that your faithfulness as a congregation is going to pay off. I believe it's already starting to pay off now. The Dakota Sioux have a saying. It's a proverb that says, we will be known forever by the tracks we leave. Dude and Bonnie, you have left some great tracks. And you're still leaving them, and I expect you to continue. But I believe that this whole congregation is leaving tracks in this community. And we are called to continue to do so, so that we will be known as a place where people can come when they're hurting. They can come when they need someone. They can come when they're hungry. They can come when they're sad. They can come when they're rejoicing and want to share it with someone. They can come and be a part of this church family no matter where they come from, no matter who they are, no matter what they're going through. And God will use them to step in and help plant those seeds and water those seeds and leave those tracks. And I expect that to continue going on. There's a passage of scripture this morning that I'd like to close with. It's in 3 John, verses 2 to 4. <clears throat> the writer says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. It gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Friends, I believe that Pastor Dude, Sister Bonnie have led you in to walk in the truth over these years. I believe they have been willing to love you into the truth, share the truth with you when it didn't make you happy, but it helped you, open the truth to you so you could change and see the difference that your life could make, and I believe that they have walked in the truth themselves, guiding you and leaving those tracks for you to follow. As your district pastor, I'm looking forward in the days ahead to being able to say about Faith Christian Fellowship, I was so happy to hear that you have been walking in the truth. I have no greater joy than knowing that you are taking up the challenge and continuing the legacy. And I pray that God will bless you mightily as you do so. Amen. Pray with me. Father, thank you so much.
for this congregation. Thank you for Dude and Bonnie and Scott and Rhonda and the others in this church who have stepped up. Thank you, God, for the willingness to say whatever it takes. Thank you, Father, for faithfulness and obedience. Thank you, Father, for the tracks that are being left for us to follow. Help us to walk in them, we pray, and follow their lead. Father, we put this congregation in your hands today, and we thank you and praise you for what you have been doing, what you are doing, and what you're going to do next. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.